0: Like, what, what has your role turned into?
1: My role? Yeah, how has it changed over this past year? I'm full-time
2: working for a company, not for myself. I know at one point I was freelancing last year, but the majority of the year, of the year I wasn't. So uh, I've kind of gone back to like the nine to five, uh, varying hours, um, just because I really just enjoyed And I missed being in that natural health role. Um, And also moving out of state. It's a good way to meet people too. So I enjoyed that aspect of it. That's, I think maybe that's a drawback from when you're a freelancer, you have to like really make an effort to get to know others and put yourself out there. But when you're working with other folks already in the same company, it's like, all right. It's like built in. It's already built in and makes, makes it easy.
0: What was your selection process like with finding that job?
2: Well, while I was still in North Carolina before we moved to Colorado, I was uh, just checking out Indeed, any positions um, that involved anything to do with natural health and preferably a, a management position. And so I just kind of narrowed it down and called around just to see what they offered, if it, if it was still available, and just kind of um display my experience and interests. And from there, it became easier. Like, once they got to know that I'm actually passionate about it and I'm actually committed. Nowadays, it's like hard to find good employees. So, yeah. just putting that little effort <laughs> is a big deal because I've hired so many people in the past, and it's like there's not even the minimum effort. It's just, let me just send over my resume and they'll call me if they
1: want me. And I'm like, what is that? Is that because there's such a labor shortage that you can get away with not doing much? Or I what? think
2: partly it's in part that. And also, it's um, just a lot of young people that grew up like were, we're born with cell phones in their hands. So they don't have those social cues or or maybe
1: the just the, <laughs> the common <blanket> sense. <laughs> yes. A lot That's of folks. Cues. I'm no, just but yeah. a lot. Like, I'm not saying all those face-to-face interactions can be hard or like,
2: but I, I see it a lot where yeah. a lot of the younger ones, not everyone, there's obviously some gems out there, but plenty of folks that are just like a little bit clueless or just have certain expectations
1: and um, you
2: know, certain entitlements yeah. I've seen. So it just is what it is. Well,
1: it's different too. Cause like our, you know, parents generation, would probably criticize us for not staying long enough in one job and kind of hopping around. And, yeah, exactly. You know, just valuing different things, probably. But.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we all know that. Whatever, if I've just insulted a group of
1: people. No, guess... well, I, I'm just having a conversation. <laughs> yeah. And also protecting you from the oh. Gen Zers that are going to come with pitchforks. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm so
2: good to uh-huh. be canceled. You have to be in the know to be canceled, too. So, um, but yeah, I mean... That's kind of like what I've been doing. So, I haven't really been focusing on like doing my own thing, um, like independently from like my little side hustle. I haven't really been working on that. I mean, here and there I have been. I'm not going to lie. What does that look like? So, just kind of brainstorming to figure out what that would look like because I don't have a clear idea of what I would want to do with my skill sets. Um, And also, I've Thought about, okay, do I want to go back to school? Do I want to learn a different vocation? That's something to do with um, natural health, different certifications, different um, like practices. There's so many out there. Um, so also having conversations with people, like even from my current um, my current uh, job, I have, you know, people that know health coaches and other things that are alternative practices And having those, like, long conversations
1: and making connections
2: and be like, oh, my gosh, that's a good possibility. I may want to do that.
1: Well, I think that's cool that you took on that job because, like you said, you're moving towards a community that already exists. Uh And it looks right now like like a 9 to 5, like a job, a great job. But you're, like, instead of, like you said, as a freelancer, it takes more effort to, like, go out and find those groups of people that know about natural health. And now you just put yourself in a position where you're surrounded by those people. You could network while you work and who knows what'll come out of that.
2: Yeah, exactly. Taking that those opportunities as they come for sure, making the most out of it. Um, because it's like once you're in a new state, you don't want to make it super hard in all facets of your life, like housing, making new finding new friends, finding new community, finding yeah. a job, and finding potential clients. So it's kind of an easier transition to go that route. But I've enjoyed it. I mean, yeah. while you've been visiting us, you even checked it out and got pampered yourself. I so. got
1: pampered. I went to oste—can I say it? Yeah. I mean, I'm, osteo strong. What is your motto? We we no build pain, bone density what? and strength, bone density. Yeah, we I don't know if that's Bone motto. density and strength. Sure. Yeah. Through modalities. Right? We're just making
2: it up, but I. Well, I don't mind. correct me. I don't have like a specific motto. I You mean, have a spiel. You're the manager. Yes. Thank
1: you. <laughs> Rude. Treat me like I'm one of your clients that walks in.
2: I don't say an elevator pitch when you're one of my clients, oh, A. Okay. Because that's fake. But we do have really cool modalities and we focus on increasing phone density. Um, but along the way, it feels good. So uh, she got pampered. That was the point. You got pampered and you had a good time. As
0: a, as a non natural health person like the biocharger is a really cool device can you explain what that is
2: okay so biocharger is it's a tesla coil um that you sit around and as long as you're within a three foot radius you're going to get the benefits once it's turned on so um what it is is you get bathed in four natural energies frequencies as you're just sitting there and anyone could do it Except if you are um pregnant or if you have like a pacemaker pacemaker or some sort of computer chip in your system because it's a pretty strong Tesla coil, which is which is incredible. Um so it's so cool we have a little like light bulb on the bottom of it that's not connected to anything. Um but if you touch it while you're sitting within those three feet, it lights up. So it just kind of proves it show yeah,
1: because when I used it. It is weird, because it's like, is anything happening? I'm just sitting next to this, like, weird-looking machine. So you can't actually physically feel anything in the moment. But, yeah, you grab that light bulb, and you can tell that something's happening, you know? Right. It's cool.
2: Yeah, so that's probably my favorite thing. Different recipes, different things.
1: You can have one for $18,000. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, switching
0: gears a little little bit back to Soprata. Um, as a more seasoned freelancer, what are some unconventional strategies or practices that have worked for you to grow this product?
1: One of my weakest spots is networking. I'm not not being self-deprecating. It's just true. I'm not great at seeing people as like, oh, I, maybe I could connect with them on business. I, I I don't know. I just, it's hard for me. So a lot of it for me has just been not being afraid to, say what I do. Oftentimes in like a room, I will never volunteer to like talk about myself. And I'm not trying to be like false humility. I just like, I don't know. But, or if people ask what I do, I'm just like, oh yeah, like this or that. And so I kind of switched that mentality. And now if people ask what I do, I'm, I go into more detail and I've realized that, you know, people are like, oh my gosh, you speak Spanish. Like I have a construction business and I need help. Um, communicating with my employees or conducting job interviews. Like I've had a couple of people come to me for that. So I guess just being more vocal, which for some people might be like, yeah, no duh. But I don't know for the reluctant, timid entrepreneur, it's like, don't be afraid to be just honest and specific about what you do without being pushy. And that's worked for me. And it's been in moments when I didn't even realize that someone was, you know, kind of cluing in or tuning into what I was saying and then I get an email a couple days later like hey I, I would love to talk to you about helping me with my website or something like that so
2: you know what I find funny I think a lot of people ask like oh what do you do in hopes that that question gets turned around on them because they are looking forward to tell you what they do oh yeah so I feel like it's okay for you to Try to be arrogant because if you're just so humble that it won't come off, you would find that middle ground. It would be like everyone else that's just like, "Oh, I know
1: this is what I do." Well, also, I feel like I need to get better at it because and it can also be overwhelming because I do a lot of different little things, and I don't want to bore people. To be like, "Well, I work part time for a nonprofit that works with kids in the foster care community, but I also do interpreting for a school system, and I also do copywriting for websites." I need to get my little uh, spiel down, spiel down, because then that can sound. I don't want people to not know how to respond. Well,
2: it's you know? nice to, I think, I think you're going to be able to do it. If you, once you figure out that you have to end it with something that they would be intrigued to know, like, <laughs> Oh, I freelance. And then if there's this little bit of silence, let's say, if you don't want to talk, it's then they'll ask, okay, you freelance at what, what industry?
1: Yeah, I guess. So.
2: You know, it's, translations. This is not, and, and I'd be like, Oh, what do you translate? I don't want to know what language you speak.
1: Yeah. So you're saying but- not not lead not, with all of it i wouldn't lead with all of it
0: yeah
2: okay but you've gotten more bold you've gotten bolder like your email and your communication style i think so i guess yeah Do you think
1: yeah i've become like faster and more efficient with responses s- <laughs> yeah responses like knowing how to negotiate rates or knowing when to kind of play hardball or pull back i feel like that's that's gotten easier Where in the beginning I had no intuition of like how to finesse an email or, you know, everything was very, again, default is like, oh, lots of exclamation points. Like, oh, thank you. Like, everything was like feeling grateful. Like, they're doing me a favor. Uh huh. And now it's like, no, I'm giving you value. I, so I can, yeah, so I'm just gauging how to be assertive and communicate in a way that shows that I know my worth. And you know your worth. You know your worth. That's cool. And also realizing that, you know, a lot of companies like are grateful for a skilled Mm -hmm. copywriter and marketing because like if they're a logistics company, like that's what they're focusing on. That's what they're good at. They don't have time to devote to like a beautiful website or something, you know, not always. So to remember too, that it is valuable to them to have someone that knows,
0: knows the ins and outs of them. Okay. And the flip side. So Val's ways is like, very early on in development and you're you're taking up this new role in in a management position which is your third management position right in your life yeah so like what are you garnering from managing this time that you might like to apply to a future role or a future business of your own you know kind of uh spinning off of what you were talking about with like these younger generation being glued to their phones and how your management style is, like, evolving.
2: Yeah, so I had already hired uh, my team, quite a bit of people. So um, just to make it more appealing, because I, you know, I I hire people of all ages, but a lot of young exercise focus students would want to work um, at this facility. So making it appeal to them, for instance, having, like, flexibility, um, is really important. So I didn't look for any full timers, for instance. Um in my experience, full timers A, they expect up to 40 hours and usually you don't really have like time off. You have some PTO here and there, but it's like more career focused. But for, for the majority from what I needed, it was more of the part-time, the flexibility. If you have vacation, if you want to visit your boyfriend, if you want to go cross country or do whatever, like as long as I have a good heads up, it works out nicely and I'm totally flexible with that. So I made that known because I know at that time in my mid-20s, I wanted a lot of flexibility. I didn't want to be in town 24-7. So um just knowing how to how to talk to others also, I don't like to micromanage. I don't like to be on top of folks. Sometimes I have to, but it's almost like I'm going to be a little bit more chill with things as long as things are still professional and everyone's being respectful. I'm happy. Um, I know my style is different than others. I'm pretty like self, I'm not self. um, I have like this serving personality. I like to help others or I'm really attentive. I like to make that experience a little bit more elevated. So I do that. So I don't expect necessarily everyone else to be that way, but I always try to lead with example. Um, so if it happens, great. But do I have those expectations? No, because to be honest, like I go to different places, whether it's even a, like a spa type place, not all spas, but um, somewhere where it's like um, health focused or just something with the public. And oftentimes, the person at the very front, like, sure, they smile, they say, hey, but not much more after that. Like, I don't expect a full conversation. Whereas I go that step further and actually converse with clients and see what they're doing, and I make it real personalized. And it's worked. I mean, other people kind of follow that lead. Sometimes I hear them say similar things that I say, which is great, you know? Like, sure, copy everything I do. I don't mind I'm, Put your best foot forward. If that means copying me, then so be it. Um, but so, so Val,
0: like what's for businesses that are at like a further stage than Hillary, um, you know, what advice can you give them about management and leadership that you've learned, you know, like implementing uh, better culture or learning to uh, engage clients like from a very uh, like emotional and, and connected standpoint?
2: I think that's what I just explained, so I'm not sure what like,
0: you're asking. Maybe summarize it, I guess.
2: Oh. Uh, um,
0: like no focusing
2: problem. on... Yeah. Like a advice. Just, yeah. yeah, my advice would be to uh, focus on culture. Focus on um, having a healthy, fun environment. And by that, I don't mean... You know, we're doing cartwheels or eating pizza every day. but.
1: <laughs> then I'm out
2: yeah we never conquered our cartwheeling
1: <laughs> that is our Practice. goal for 2023 oh brother soon to be you think? 2024 yeah. yes do a oh. I've never done it in my life okay anyway, so
2: that a made a
1: healthy culture yeah a
2: healthy culture one that values um a good work life balance that might sound a little cliche but I know how important flexibility is so Really, truly valuing that and implementing and mentioning that from the get-go, like I even put that on my
1: job posting. How much I value that. So, like knowing that people are seeking flexibility, so instead of trying to work against that, and like just exactly. be like, okay, this is a thing. This is this is how I'm going to be flexible, but also demand the best <laughs> from you.
2: Like, yeah, right? I don't necessarily demand the best. It's 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 having good standards but realistic ones. And oftentimes that means I focus on culture and developing someone that may be untrained and that's okay. You know, because not everyone's super cheery and that's okay. And I've noticed. them So in my team, we have a lot of different personality styles and it works well, depending on um, the member they're working with. It works out nicely. So culture focus, um, work-life balance focus, Um and keeping it light and fun and not so serious because it's not corporate world and it shouldn't feel stuffy.
0: I think people listening are like grass is always greener kind of people, right? And right now Sembrada is on the other side of um where you're at with your nine to five. So like what aspects of the freelance life valve do you envy and what aspects of the nine to five life do you envy? And then trying to defend those points.
2: Okay, cool. I like that. Okay, do you have anything off the top of your head? Oh, yeah.
1: I envy a salary. <laughs> what? Like a set salary. Okay, and, like, a, like a consistent one? Oh, yeah. I mean, just being able to plan out, be like, this is how much I'm going to make, so I can do this, this, and this. I mean, so I envy that. And, um, Okay, should I give a little, like, rebuttal or what's, or about well, that? Or? Are we def- am I defending, or she saying why you shouldn't envy that?
2: Yeah. Yeah, um, kind of like that. Yes, um, okay. Um, so the grass is always greener. So you like the salary, the cents number that you get every week or whatever. Yes. Um, I'm gonna say so. As cool as that is, because I find that pleasant. However, it's not like it goes much higher. I, I don't have a say in making more money.
1: Do no, you get commission?
2: Yes, but it's not like it's ridiculous amount. It's there's always a scale. Yeah. I'm uh, not making thousands more. It just depends. Um, but the point is when you have a
1: salary, (laughs) Hillary, you're like, don't you make commission? That's like, I'm saying the rebuttal is what I'm saying. I'm rebutting that I stand envious. I
2: I haven't gotten commission yet because it's not as easy. You have to make a certain amount commission. Isn't like they don't offer that because it's easy to attain.
1: Do you know what I'm saying? Don't get defensive. No,
2: no. I'm saying, (laughs) I'm saying it's not easy to attain. So it's not, I I haven't gotten it yet.
1: Um, I was just being devil's advocate. Yeah. So, so why shouldn't I want a salary?
2: Because you have the possibility to make a lot more money depending on your client. I don't. Mine's steady. So even though you could make less one week, you could make a lot more. You could make double in a couple of months depending on your client.
1: Yeah, I don't get to see that happen. You can cut that out. <laughs> cut that part out. It's funny because... It's, I know that's the
2: rebuttal, but it's not... But the reality is, Josh, also, it's like, we have our own points of views, but but Hillary is one freelancer. I am one person in my salary. And the reality is, it's true. You can make a lot more. If you felt super stuck and wanting super ambitious all of a sudden to do art or something or whatever it is, like you have the potential. Like you know, know. our freelancers, like tons of money just depends on how badly you want it, I guess. But it's hard. I mean, that's why I don't like freelancing because I don't have all that.
1: Well, that's why I struggle too. I don't.
2: But anyways, what I like
1: about freelancing,
2: what I envy is that flexibility. Yeah. Being able to be like, all right, I'm gonna be gone for a,
1: a week here and a week there. I love that flexibility. I do. I, I do value that part of it. But I just need to get better at when I do take a day off, not harping on the fact that I'm not making money this day. You know, because a lot of the work I do, is hourly, and so you know, I I think shifting to project, you know, I have some things that are project based, but a lot of it's hourly. So sometimes I calculate my days and hours, and it, it's stressful. Of like, oh well, that's you know, I do envy people that have pers like personal days, and it's like, what is it like to have a day off and know you're getting paid? That's crazy. <laughs> I've obviously never worked in corporate America, but I, I just I have to get I have to. It takes work to overcome that mindset of, oh, I'm not making any money today, you know? Yeah. And to truly enjoy those times off because sometimes it's hard because that stress builds up of, oh my goodness, I'm not accumulating. I'm not keeping up, you know? Yeah. And of course, if you're a more seasoned freelancer, you have that cushion. I just don't have that cushion right now. And that takes a while. So
2: I think it. I think that's key to say. Like, it does take a while to like have a your clients, sure, but also to know what's that dollar amount that you need to have weekly, yeah, in order that you're not thinking about it, you're not stressing, right? Even though I always hear people, I I've heard plenty of people are like, you know, even though you go into a new tier of your salary or whatever it may be, and you tend to spend what you have so it's like you're still paycheck to paycheck. you know that mentality of like well Mm -hmm. you're still broke even though you make right double from last year
0: (laughs) that's a good point Val. do you have a dollar amount in your head hillary that would make you feel at peace if you had a day off like something you're making monthly or weekly or yearly
1: I guess that feels kind of personal to answer. I don't
0: no, I'm not saying I mean. I'm not saying to say it out loud. I'm saying do you have Oh it on your yeah, yeah, I do. Okay. So uh, maybe a practical step would be to like write that on a sticky note and put it on your beer and say that I'm making this much money every day when you wake up.
1: Right, you know how she's, I feel about beer sticky notes. I hate beer sticky notes. <laughs> but watch me do it and in a week it'll happen. And yeah. then you're gonna be like, uh, told you so. Told you so.
2: I know. It might sound redundant, but it's like I'm trying to come up with a dollar amount in my head. Because, like, let's say you make 60 grand a year, and this is good to be off now. I'm just like curious is that when someone like you could uh, say, okay, I feel comfortable and not feel like I'm having my pennies? Yeah. You know? And I think those are all perceptions yeah. because when you make 28,000 you're like wow well I'm making 40 now if I only just made a 20,000 more 20. I'd be you know and that's
1: my point like but there is something sad to sad say with like there's only so little rent you could pay like there is this kind of baseline like those things cost this and mm-hmm. it's tough and I'm a frugal person
0: And that wraps up part three of our journey today, folks. Before we sign off, we want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, Crescio.com. They're committed to empowering the underprivileged by offering pay what you can consultations for a limited time. And don't forget, you too can join the conversation and apply for a free consultation session live on air with Hillary, Valerie, and yours truly at ScalingSideHustles.com. Who knows? You might be our next guest. See you next time, side hustlers.